Welcome to Reconcile Radio. I'm your host, Kelby Sansom, where the central theme of this podcast comes from 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as our God makes appeal through us. We implore you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And today's segment, we're discussing on, and also, our, I believe, our fourth part of our series, and God's Not Dead, is uh, the reliability of the Bible, and is the Bible reliable? And if you've been following along or not, I'll just go ahead and say it, that this series of God's Not Dead refers to apologetics on defending of your faith, meaning of the apologia being able to give a defense for the hope you have, um, for the reason you have, in other words. And so one of the most important questions asked by non-Christians as we as they look into Christianity is whether or not the Bible is trustworthy. And can the Bible be trusted? If it has been um, corrupted, then we cannot trust what is attributed to Jesus' words and deeds. So, is the reliable Bible reliable or not? And this, I have two sources and people I want to credit to. One is named Matt Slick from Karm.org and also Frank Turk from uh, CrossExamine.org. So, the question is, can the Bible be reliable? The answer is yes, the Bible is reliable. The original writings of the Bible have been lost, but before they were lost, they were copied. These copies were incredibly accurate, very meticulous, and very precise. The people who copied them were extremely dedicated to God and their um, copying tasks. They took great care when um, copying the original manuscripts. These copy methods is not ex- is so exact Sorry, and so precise that the New Testament alone is considered to be 99.5 textual pure. This means that the 6,000 Greek copies, New Testament was written in Greek, and the additional 21,000 copies in the original languages, there is only half of 1% variation. One of this very slight number, the great majority of the variants are easily uh, corrected by comparing them to other copies that don't make the typos or by simply reading the context. But you should know that copying mistakes occur in such ways as word repetition, spelling, or a single word omission due to the copyist missing something when moving his eyes from one line to another. The variants are very minor, and nothing affects doctrinal truth in the words and deeds of Christ are superly reliable transmitted to us. But the science of studying ancient literature and the, ac- and the accuracy of transmission to its called Historically, the Bible is so extremely accurate in its transmission from the originals to the present copies that if you compare it to any other ancient writings, the Bible is light years ahead in terms of number of manuscripts and accuracy. But if the Bible were to be discredited as being unreliable, then it would be necessary to discard writings of Homer, Plato, and Aristotle, and also unreliable since they are far less well-preserved than the Bible. I mean, it's basically history. Um, but we'll get into more of that later about the Bible being history and so forth. But the Bible was written by those who were inspired by God. And I'll go more into that about being inspired by men, you know, by God. And so it's accurate and true. It represents historical occurrences. When we look in the New Testament, we realize that it was written by those who either knew, knew Jesus personally 
or under the direction of those who did. They wrote what they saw, basically what they testify as, as an eyewitness, what they saw. They wrote down a, about the resurrection of Christ. They recorded it as miracles, which were miracles as we talked about in our last series of in um, God's Not Dead Part 3 about miracles, is that it shows miracles show Christ's deity. And it comes down to whether or not you believe what it says about Christ, but do you? The Bible is true, and its reliability leans on the person, Jesus. But here's some facts for you. Um, you can take away from this. If, you, if anything else what I've said doesn't seem to make sense. Basically, you can take the Bible as reliable in a acronym for maps. And that is for manuscripts, archaeological facts, prophecies fulfilled, and secular sources. Manuscripts were I just given you um, in earlier in this segment. And archaeological facts, you can look at Hezekiah's tomb is still there in Israel. And there's prophecies fulfilled. Now think about this for a second, prophecies being fulfilled. Everything as far as uh, prophecies, messianic prophecies fulfilled about where Jesus was born, his death, his burial, and so forth, and resurrection. If a prophecy got a prophecy wrong, they would be stoned to death. And there's also secular sources. Someone, in other words, somebody who is not a Christian, someone who's, um, who writes about Christianity. For example, there's Josephus Flavius, who's a first century Jewish historian who was not a follower of Christ, but he wrote down what he saw that had to be true. So that's one way you can tell, and that's how you can, in short, uh, be able to defend the reliability of the Bible as with maps. But let's answer some of the skeptics, and here's some objections. Earlier I was talking about how God inspired man to write the Bible. And some objections to skeptics, they may ask, they may say, well, man wrote the Bible, so it can't be trusted. So here's the, um, here's the answer to that. So how can I trust you when the person who is saying that is a human as well? It's true that people make errors, and but it's not true people make errors all the time. If that's the case, we couldn't trust anyone, ever. That means ourselves as well included. Plus... Even if there were minor mistakes or even errors in the Bible, that wouldn't excuse the central facts um, as wrong. For example, uh, when it came to the Titanic, some people say that the uh, boat went straight up and sank. Some say the boat went up and then it um, split in half and sank. But is there a disagreement there? No, because overall, we know that there was a sink at the Titanic. Same thing with the Gospels. They might be not the same as contrast. They might not be the same with the Gospels. But overall, we know that there was a death, there was a burial, there was a resurrection. So that, those are central facts of the Gospel and of the Bible. Um, some people may also say that, uh, his, uh, skeptics may say, the Bible isn't a history book. Well, um... Is the Bible historically true? Yes. While it's true the Bible is not a history book per se, it is concerned primarily with the communication of God's message of salvation through Christ. However, the Christian message of salvation in Christ is firmly grounded in history. It is a faith grounded in the facts of history. So when the Bible touches on the historical events, it is accurate. Or knowledge of the past comes from two primary sources, 
and that is from written texts and manuscripts and archaeological archaeology um, and when it comes to manuscripts evidence for the new testament we have nearly 6,000 manuscripts by which we're able to reconstruct into the originals and the central message of the bible is that salvation is found in no other person but uh, jesus christ our primary source of information about the life of jesus comes from his disciples in the four gospels matthew mark luke and john and some people point out our out contradictions and in in the gospels which supposedly invalidate them as unreliable i'm sorry that as reliable historical sources for the life of jesus in reliability however these supposed contradictions actually indicate authenticity authenticity i'm sorry as genuine eyewitnesses and would record slightly um, differing accounts of the same events so none of the apparent contradictions of the gospels are fatal to the central message of all four gospels writers that jesus rose from the dead three days after he was crucified lastly thousands of archaeological discoveries from both the old and new testament period affirm the historical outlook of the bible once again validating the truth of the bible is indeed historically accurate and true and god has has persevered his word he has preserved his word and people have died for his word because it is true and people don't die where they know to be a lie that's the difference between someone who dies for what they be true and what's not true so that's for another day as far as the the apostles go in their deaths but here are some of my closing thoughts for you and then i will close my closing thoughts are this Second Timothy three sixteen says, "All Scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness." So again, um, I'll finish what I started with. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as our God makes appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is Kelby Sanson with Reconciled Radio, signing off. <laughs>